Welcome to Dentai's Chats, where we give you five minutes of health news because you care about health, but you just don't want to spend too much time learning about it. People like studying history for many reasons. There are also many reasons people don't like studying history, but of those many reasons that people enjoy studying history, it seems like the number one reason is something to the effect of history tends to repeat itself, so if we study history, we can learn how to behave better in the future, how to make sure that mistakes do not repeat themselves. But it is not just history that has a monopoly on this notion of things tending to repeat themselves. If you study the news today, you can pretty safely bet that a similar type of story is going to reappear a few weeks or a few months down the road. This, of course, is one of the reasons to avoid any hyperbolic tones about, this is the craziest story ever. I can't believe this person did this. Really? You just said that a few weeks ago, and you're going to say it at some point again in the semi-near future. So this leads us to the health stories that we have been talking about, continue to talk about, and we do so because trends are semi-interesting to talk about, reversals of trends are definitely interesting to talk about, Stories repeating themselves in different places are an indication of a trend or perhaps an overall shift of behavior. Not to mention that we learn through repetition and if there's important health news that is starting to be disseminated about a better way to live, it doesn't hurt to hear it several several, several more times. And it gives media outlets something to talk about. That might be the driving force behind all of this. Story number one. Foods that are considered to be healthy and organic and natural continue to outpace sales of foods that do not fit into that category. Sales of packaged foods labeled as natural grew 11.7% last year. And how about those packaged foods labeled organic? Yeah, 14.7% growth. And this happened while total packaged food sales only grew by 1.4%. This would seem to indicate that at the very least, people are trying to eat healthier. Whether those foods that are natural and organic are actually healthy, eh, that's another discussion. As I listened back to that, I realized that might have given the impression that I don't think that natural and organic foods are healthy. It was more of a commentary just on labels, and uh, that's another theme that we have talked about and how deceiving they can be. Anyway, let's move on to story number two, which is that kids don't like eating fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Breaking news. And that just because you have a program that was launched in 2012 by the Department of Agriculture that required kids to select a fruit or vegetable to put on his or her plate at a school lunch does not mean that that kid is going to actually eat it. The government mandates, unfortunately, can only go so far. We do not yet have the law, or really the, the enforcement ability, to jam vegetables and fruits down the kids' throats as I'm sure we would all want to do. And so these kids are just throwing the fruits and vegetables into the trash because that's where fruits and vegetables belong. Cheetos or vegetables? Come on, this is an easy choice. So video cameras were actually set up to monitor what kids were doing with these foods. And apparently they detected that foods being thrown in the trash, foods being the vegetables and fruits, increased by 35% after this rule went into effect. And then the thing that's kind of crazy is that the vegetable consumption dropped, fruit and vegetable consumption dropped to 0.45 cups, down from 0.51. That doesn't even seem possible. Seriously, the kids were taking 0.69 cups before the rules were in place, 0.9 cups after 
and yet still consuming less. This is actually a pretty interesting challenge. Getting more fruits and vegetables to kids seems like a good idea. Not even seems like that is a good idea. But the way to do it, we obviously need to change and forcing someone to do things. Uh, doesn't really work with adults. Guess it doesn't really work with kids. And story number three, labels. Now New York, having already lost the battle on the sodas and the sugar, gonna go after salt. If a menu item contains more than 2,300 milligrams of salt, a recommended daily limit, there will be a salt shaker there to indicate to you, the consumer, that there's a ton of salt in the product. The problem with this is not one of intention. This effort, like many other labeling efforts, is born out of a genuine desire to help an unhealthy population. The problem, though, is that the science is simply not there to back top-down recommendations about what each individual should be consuming in terms of salt. Like the show, don't like the show, let us know. Dentized Chats.